Hello and welcome to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. I'm Darren Mutu and every week, all year round, myself and my co-host Paul Webb will bring you the latest news and discussion about the national and international cricket scene. Plus special guest interviews with cricket experts like Nasu Hussain, David Gower and David Bumble Lloyd and many others. So let's get into this week's show. Uh, right, this week we have a very special guest on the show, England legend and one of the most recognisable faces of cricket over the last uh, 25 years. This uh, is a big pleasure for 98 Not Out to be interviewing Mr Monty Panasar. Monty, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Um, especially you are the winners of a cricket podcast. I uh, was in the queue, wasn't I, to get on your show? <laughs> well, David Gower edged you out last week, but uh, you, are, you are a very close <laughs> second to him. I think he can edge me out every time, you know, <laughs> 7,000 test runs and one of the legendary broadcasters. Absolutely. He can, he can always uh, be ahead of me in the queue. He's only a few test runs ahead of you, isn't he, Monty? Well, if I bowled left arm spin to him, then I would, I, I would have known how good of a batsman he was. Never had the chance. Oh, there you go. We can work that out for you. We can hook yeah. that up there. Yeah, give me an over. I would have got him out. <laughs> <laughs> have you still got him, Monty? You still playing? Yeah, I play at Twickenham and I was fielding, you know, on Saturday and we got, you know, Teddington looked like a real strong, you know, team and um, Middlesex Premier is quite, quite a strong, you know, quite a strong division. And it's just a reflection also to the county because the county's started off really well. And last year when I played, you know, the, the, the club sort of system is strong. In similar time when I uh, played, um, you know, in the Essex for Hornchurch, it was such a strong league and you can see that when Essex that year also won the championship. So I always believe that if the club system is strong, you know, on a Saturday, it's a reflection on, on the county. And, and, you, and, and you can see why Middlesex are doing so good because, you know, that this, it's a real strong league. That's right. You've got happy memories of playing uh, yeah, Hornchurch. I think you played for Shenfield for a little while as well, didn't you? Yeah, we played at Hornchurch. We did the treble. We won the 20, the one day and the four day competition. Um, the only uh, club cricket, you know, to do it, um, I think in the in the history of the Essex cricket. So Hornchurch, yeah, did the treble that that, that year. Fantastic! Well, it's good to hear that you're still going. Um, and I was just looking down your stats, and um, you know, it's uh, you're no slouch. I mean, you talk about David Gower, but I mean, you are on the honours board at Lords yourself for six for one two nine against the West Indies uh, back in two thousand and seven. Um, that must have been a big moment. Yeah, it was because uh, that that pitch was a quite kind of a flat pitch, and I think um, the umpire was on my side. He kept on giving everything out, you know, hit the pad, and it was just out LB. Um, but uh, but I think I, I was always that, that sort of attacking spinner, you know. I remember when I was at North Fans, you know, Nick Cook, um, you know, would always say to me, you know, even David Capel, who's obviously you're not here with us, he goes, you know, always you know have that curvature in your run up, so you're attacking the off stump. So as I complete my action my bowling arm or the ball pitches on off stump. And if it skids on with the arm, and sometimes, you know, early season, batsmen don't get their feet moving. They they practice against the fast bowlers because you can get a couple of early wickets before lunch. Then it makes it so much easier for the seamers. And, 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 I, and I remember doing that. And then obviously, you know, they, did, they kept me on. They thought, you know, he's bowling really well. Let's just keep him on. And and it was as nice just to get, yeah, um, you know, get my name on the board. Uh, whenever I always go there, it's, uh, yeah, it's nice to see the name on the board. Of course, your first test wicket, just remind us of what happened and who it was. Well, it was obviously the great man Sachin Tendulkar and uh, that was, yeah, look, 
I've always idolised him. And I, I remember when Mike Hussey, Matthew Hayden, Devon Malcolm, you know, all the players who played against him, I would always ask him, um, you know, even Andre Nell, I, I'll go and ask all of these players that, what is it like playing against Sachin Tendulkar? And because I never thought in my wildest dreams I'll be on the same field as him. You know, when you think of yourself as a cricketer, you don't think that you can be on the same field against certain cricketers. And I, I just had that opportunity. I remember Freddie sort of backing me as the attacking spinner. He goes, we need some wickets. Monty's always, you know, attacking the stumps. You know, we've got to play him. And and, and obviously played in that test match uh, at Nagpur. And um, it sort of hit the pad and... Um, you know, that I couldn't see any other stumps and instantly Alim Dar gave it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure because, you know, he's Pakistani, that's why he gave it out, right? He thought, <laughs> yeah, go on then. Monty, you can have your first test wiki. I'll give you Sachin Tendulkar. Um, and, and off I went running towards point and uh, it just began. And I, I couldn't believe it, honestly. And, you know, he's such a humble human being that he's such a great human being as well. Like, he sort of went, got the physio to ask, you know, do you want to, do I want my ball signed? I said, oh, obviously, yeah, I love that. And he said, once in a blue moon, mate, never again. And he signed it. But it's just Tendulkar, isn't it? It's like, it's his, you know, how great he is as a cricketer, you know? And I remember watching his documentary and, and, and in the 90s, there wasn't like any, you know, sports people that, the whole of India could look, look up to, you know, India was more of a developing country in the nineties and needed someone to celebrate, someone to look up to so they can flourish in their businesses and, uh, you know, in their kind of like industry sectors in India. And Tunduka was that guy who's basically carrying 1 billion people's hopes and dreams that you can become like me when there was no one else. That's why I don't think we'll find another sportsman like him. You know, we compare people like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, um, you know, Roger Federer, but they don't, they didn't have that expectations of carrying, you know, a nation's dream, you know, in the nineties when he was single-handedly doing it for all the people out there, you know, the Bollywood stars, um, the entrepreneurs now, you know, I think there's now more millionaires in India than the population of England. Yeah. Like this, it's, it's absolutely incredible, you know, how India is now, but it was because of Sachin Tendulkar and, that's why I think he was the greatest sportsman ever. Are you a big fan of the Bollywood uh, films? Can you do a bit of uh, the Bangra dancing, whatever? Yeah, so you point the uh, aeroplane, then you screw <laughs> the light bulb, which is like that. And then I've got a dog called Rambo, so we, you know, pat the dog. And Rambo, yeah, he he, he just, yeah, he, he's spoiled, isn't he? he? He loves the old massages, walking time and everything. So, um, yeah, we all <laughs> we all love a, love a Bangra dance as part of the, you know, Punjabi culture. It's part of, part of I think, every, everyone's culture now and everyone loves the Bangra. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's not to like? Back on the cricket pitch and uh, and talking about wickets, there's, you mentioned Freddie a moment ago and there's some there's some iconic wicket celebrations on there over the years. You know, you you remember Freddie um, doing these kind of, his, his cross, um, Stuart Broad with his hands on his on his face when, uh, when Ben Stokes took that catch, you know, Imran Tahir, the way Imran Tahir goes charging off. You had some pretty um, pretty fun celebrations. And you always, there's a few times I think you, you just look genuinely surprised, just surprised and delighted in equal measure. Yeah, I, I probably did. And I think, you know, I, I, I remember 
the coaches always say to me, look, you know, when you're playing against the best players, you've got, just got to focus on your process. So you bowl quality deliveries and then the consistency of good deliveries, good overs. You know, you've got to bowl consistently good overs to get these top batsmen out. And that that whole build-up, you know, the, the pleasure of bowling good quality, you know, deliveries to the batsman and then getting him out is just, you know, I, I never thought I would. I, I honestly, I never thought I'd play for England. And then when that dream come true, in my sort of upbringing, it was always, I always was encouraged to celebrate my moments. Always said, whenever you get your wicket, whenever you get your, you know, um, exam. Like I remember, you know, my dad, when I when I got my, uh, dry, I passed my driving test second time round. And he goes, show me the, show me the certificate. I don't believe you, you know. And um, it was just, you know, things like that. You know, always are. Right, I'm going to prove my, you know, my, my dad wrong. I'm going to get these big players out. So, you know, he, he, he he's always says to me, oh, "You disappoint me, son. I always thought you'd become a doctor, but you ended up becoming a cricketer." So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, obviously, you know, he's he's yeah, he's he, that's. I think that's where I get my hard work from, and and that celebratory moments. Always been encouraged to celebrate, and and I tell people now, you know, people say to me, "Look, the way you celebrate playing cricket for England is actually that's what you should do." You see some cricketers, they freeze, you know, in the, in the, in the spotlight. I, I, I don't want, I, I don't like it when they do that. I want them to just enjoy their work so hard to get there. You know, you've got to enjoy these moments all your life. You know, you, you, you get to your destination. If you can't have a moment of celebration, then, you know, why, why work so hard? And one of your most iconic moments was batting with Jimmy, of course, at Cardiff. Yeah, that was, I, I was completely surprised. I, I, uh, being Monty as I am, you know, I, I told my bat maker, oh, give me the stickers for the next test match. You know, this test match, I'll probably, you know, you know, the game's gone, you know, I'll probably get out or whatever. And he goes, that's fine. And I did him a disservice, probably, <laughs> a swanee. <laughs> so um, he was very kind, you know, he, he understood, but I wish I, I had them stickers because he probably would have got the, so much advertising for it. But um, yeah, we somehow... Um, you know, managed to uh, draw that test match. And uh, it was just uh, a, a real iconic moment, I think. You know, it, it kind of was the catalyst where the, at that time the England team thought, yeah, we can take on the Australians. And, and they ended up, you know, winning the Ashes. So every series has this sort of pivotal moment. And I, and, and I thought that was definitely one of them. What was it like being in that side with all of those huge characters, you know, Freddie, KP, Jimmy, Brody, Swanee, that must have been a hell of a dressing room. Yeah, it was brilliant because everyone knew their roles. You know, there wasn't that sort of any, you know, complication about, oh, you know, can I spin the ball? Can I, can I, you know, have I got any technical you know, deficiencies or anything like that? It was just go to the nets, do your training, um, be really competitive. Everyone just, you know, you know, like I'll bowl, go through all my variations. And, 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 and bowl really competitively, you know, but trying to get them, you know, trying to get them out as well. And, and, and that's why I really enjoyed, you know, the likes of Peterson. He used to absolutely belt me out of the ground. And, but, you know, I would always try to get him out. But it was that competitiveness, you know. He was getting ready to train. And when you play a test match, it was, it was a lot more easier because in the nets, we were super competitive. So when you're playing against some of the, you know, uh, the opposition, they're not as competitive during the match. So you really feel like, you know, you, you, you're on top of them. And I think that that time, you know, it, it was a very special time now looking back, you know, when, you know, only only when once you're finished, you, you see how valuable that time was. And, and 
some of the greatest players in, in, in that England team, you know, that I played with. So it was, was a very special time. Now, just uh, turning to things a little bit more serious, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. And you've always been a big champion of mental health. And uh, we know that you've had your problems in the past. And um, firstly, how are you doing these days? Um, how is your mental health at the moment? Yeah, look, mine, mine is, you know, back to normal now. I, I don't have any sort of like issues or anything like that. And I, I made a clear sort of agreement with myself was that I don't want to go on medication. I did try it and it worked. That antidepressant is a very powerful pill because it makes your brain so quiet, so calm, but you lose your personality, you know, you, you know, your energy, who you are as a normal human being, that, that sort of gets all suppressed. It's like you sugarcoat something or you've numbed the problem. So I'm a big fan of holistic approaches, but I understand, you know, that chemical imbalance in the brain, you may need to take the medication, but then, you know, faith was a very much my medication. You know, I, I went back to faith and um, I found, you know, being in a congregated environment, you know, um, it takes gets rid of loneliness. You can speak to other people, share, you know, like you say, problem share, problem half, and also, you know, just just you know, like all religions, they have a they have a they have a very common theme. You know, they have praying, they have chanting, they have meditation. All of them have these common themes. They have their own religion. You know, like Christianity has these hymns, Sikhism has a kirtan. You know, Hindus and bhajans. They all you know, Islamic has, you know, their prayer calling as well. So they all have chanting is a, such a common theme amongst all religions that I found, you know, faith, the best form of healer. I found faith, my medication, and it was holistic. So people ask me, they go, how did you do it? I said, I, that's how I did it. It may not work for everyone, but it may work for some. You lead me on very, very nicely to your latest television appearance, which I've just finished binge watching. I was absolutely hooked uh, and watch the whole thing all the way through pilgrimage, uh, which if people want to, they, they must see this. It's on BBC iPlayer at the moment. Uh, and it was Monty and a group of other celebrity friends on a journey following the steps of St. Columba from Donegal in Ireland up to the Outer Hebrides. And uh, Monty, I've got to say, you were amazing in that. You really threw yourself in. You were enthusiastic keen to learn about other people's faiths and uh, and and i think you were kind of the the quiet star of the show yeah well um thank you for that i yeah i, I just try to participate with everyone and and obviously you know understand more about uh, what saint columba did he was an irish monk and um he brought christianity to scotland converted the king and the people around him before then it was obviously pagan and the whole journey through that and then what does that signifies with you people ask me the question what does faith mean to you, um, you know, what your belief system is. And, you know, we just believe in this kind of like one energy that flows through, you know, every human being, every sort of plant. That's the existence, that energy that's out there. Um, that's what seeks, you know, obviously, you know, belief. But I don't want to impart my belief system on anyone else. But um, that kind of, I think that philosophy just helps to mix with every human being, you know, um, visibly, we may have different color skins, different classes, different backgrounds, um, different habits. But inside that energy is the same that flows in everyone. So then that kind of mindset is what, you know, I, I remember my, my friends when I was younger, they'll say to me, be one with the grass, be one with the wicket, be one with the ball. When I play against some of the big competitors, because that was my process. That was my method to, um, you know, 
get into the moment of bowling really well against the top players and 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 try and get them out. Um, I know, you know, I don't know if these kind of, you know, philosophies, you know, agree with everyone else, but everyone has their methods of performing at their best. And that was mine, you know, and it really helped me. So if it helps you, then, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> it was an interesting group of you. There was um, uh, Scarlett Moffat from, from Gogglebox, Nick Hewer, who people will know from either Countdown or The Apprentice, and then Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen as well. Um, a, a, a very eclectic bunch of, of characters. Yeah, I thought the BBC did, you know, really well because everyone was from a different religion background and we were all could able to, you know, like some people, they, you know, obviously some of the older, obviously, uh, people in, 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 in that group, they still wanted to understand what, what is faith, you know, all their lives. They've probably just been very successful in their careers by, by living in the logical world, you know, the organised world, um, the, the, the scientific facts and everything that makes sense and which is understandable. But then there's obviously what I believe in. There is something else out there which we can't see. It's the invisible force. It's a sixth sense. It's something that does exist. That's what I believe, but it's more blind faith, you know? And, you, you know, someone will say to me, prove it. Prove this one energy goes through everyone. I said, I can't prove it. It's just a, it's just a feeling, isn't it? It's like, you know, like a radiator that gives off heat. You know, you can't see the heat, but you can feel it. So I think it, that, that really opened up everyone else because of my strong faith and how strongly I was rooted about, with, you know, with, with my faith. Um, it helped other people to, you know, um, thought, well, actually, what does faith mean to me? And it, also, I, I was able to, you know, be quite curious about, you know, the history of St. Columba. That, you know, the, the, there's a sort of the, all the history that go through it. So it made me kind of like, you know, become a bit more like inquisitive. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the sort of learning that they knew um, what they thought about Christianity and, and, and paganism. Did you enjoy the cold and the wet weather that you had to walk through through many of those uh, uh, expeditions? Oh, absolutely not. You know, especially when my, my sugar level will, will, will go down, I'll get so moody and grumpy. And they'll say to me, look, Monty, I know why you're moody now, because you're, you know, you need, a, you need a couple of sweets. And we were all, you know, they were, we would always have a, a sugar, a sugar rush and then have a couple of sweets and, 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 and that'll keep me going. Bit of jalebi. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a great, a great series, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, um, and uh, very entertaining and very informative. And I thought it was, it was uh, your part, and that was really good. So, so what next for Monty Panasar? Um, are we having some more Monty's channel? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep working hard towards that. You know, on, on the Monty channel, I just graduated MA in international sports journalism. So, the goal is to become a sports, you know, maybe broadcaster, TV, maybe you know, work more, more on TV as well, because I think that the response was really. So people are really amazed, you know, by the programming. So hopefully I can, uh, you know, work on this on my TV presenting career as well as my, you know, sport broadcasting career. And I can't let you go without asking about your impersonations, which Saj Mahmood has said you are very good at West Indies, Australian, Cockney. Is this true? Well, I... <laughs> This is the dressing room banter, isn't it? So <laughs> I've got to be very careful now. You know, you, you know, you may get cancelled these days. You know, if, if you start sort of <laughs> having that kind of laugh. But uh, I don't know. Accents are okay, aren't we? Uh, I'm not going to offend yeah. anyone. No, 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 absolutely. Um, you're not. Uh, yeah, you're not offending us. 
<laughs> I don't know which one. <laughs> Scouse one is quite good. I, I, when I meet t- Tony Bellew, I always always do my Scouse accent with him, and you know he always thinks it's terrible. Go um, on. So Scouse one or Carragher, you know, I always listen to Carragher. Oh, let me try it now. Liverpool. Um, yeah, uh, Liverpool not doing great, mates. Yeah, Everton needs need a couple of need a big game against Arsenal. You know, and <laughs> it's okay. It was like terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about an Aussie accent? Oh, geez, but, but, well, um, get my morning pants around, mate. He's quite difficult. He drew a test match against us at Cardiff. Got to get him out. Well, I'm not in my great form today, honestly. <laughs> when you catch well, me that's... by surprise, I don't think I'm up the best. Um, <laughs> or oh, I'll make you how's it going? Yeah. You know that Alistair Cook? He, he keeps scoring hundreds, doesn't he? He's scored 70 already. I reckon he'll get to 100 before he retires. <laughs> Very good. Okay. And so you're, you're playing for, for Twickenham. Um, and let's hope that goes well for you. Um, have we seen the last of Monty in an England shirt? Well, I don't know. It depends if, uh, if there's a county out there who probably think, you know what, let's, uh, if Darren Stevens going to be at 46, let's bring Monty back in the game, you know. Um, that would be up to a, a county and this coach, you know, if they, that's their vision because if they want to bring me back, you know, ho- hopefully they'll give me a call. Well, if not, I'm sure we'll be seeing you on uh, Sky Sports or any of the other channels, Fox Sports, BT Sports, giving your insight and superb knowledge on the game. And in fact, in all other sports, I know you're, you're, you're interested in lots of sports, so I'm sure uh, your new career will be beckoning soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I try and just, you know, just try and, yes, follow other sports as well, boxing, football, you know, cricket. Um, yeah, so keep myself busy. I was watching the watching the new thing on ITV last night, like the games. I reckon that's a bit of you, Monty. Yeah, give me give me give me a bit of a year of training. I'll be fit as a fiddle. They, they normally say fit as fit as a butcher's dog, don't they? And uh, <laughs> you know, make sure I get my four hundred, you know, uh, times under the under the minute, and and and, and keep me, lose another five kgs of weight. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe on the podium with the gold medal. Watch this space, right? Yes, like Arnie said. I'll be back. (laughs) What a great way to end it. Monty, many, many thanks for joining us. Um, We hope all goes well. And uh, once again, we urge everyone to watch Pilgrimage on BBC iPlayer and you'll see a different side of Monty altogether. Many thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to 98 Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.